I take back every bit of energy I gave you. You're nothing. your opinion. I'll beat it out of you. I'll kill anybody but I'll only sleep with someone I love. episode of the living dead ghouls podcast a show where we four queens of the new england horror scene spill the tea on all things horror and everything in between i am ashes von nightmare and joining me on this devilishly delightful journey is the brutal brush wielding scarlet oscara the sfx siren mandy strange and the makeup maven who has lube in her hair Alyssa v now you may be saying to yourself wait a minute i know those people i've heard those names before and you are probably correct especially if you've been to a convention in the new england area or so so uh, why don't we take this opportunity to let the kids at home know who exactly we are and what we do let's start with you oscara oh that's me hello <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett Oscara. Um, I'm an artist, I suppose. Um, you might see me at different horror conventions, shows. I'm on another podcast of sort of the same name. I love making spooky shit. I love my spooky ghoul friends. And I love horror and all things ghouly and spooky. That's it. I really don't have much else to say about myself. <laughs> What about you, Miss Mandy? Nope. <laughs> Hi, I'm back. <laughs> uh, I'm Mandy Strange. Um, I am a makeup and special effects makeup artist. Um, I also do a podcast, uh, That Strange Show. And I, as Asha said, attend many local conventions doing cosplaying and live makeup FX demos. And your cosplays, oh, so good. Thank so you. good. Your Fallout one that you recently did was just chef's kiss. Literally so good. was my Christmas present. Oh, like, I saw those pictures and I was like, guys, oh my God. <laughs> Especially about that one. Especially you, like, as a vault dweller, like, putting the ornaments on the tree. I'm just like, that's so cute. I love that. I love that. Uh, and Miss... This aluminum tree. Mm, <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Alyssa. Um, I am a makeup and special effects artist. Your resident booth bitch at every convention. Um, I work pretty heavy with like our local indie scene. Um, 
don't know. I like all things spooky. I like murder. I like <laughs> horror. I like gore. I like icky stuff. Um, yeah, that about sums it up. Uh, and you have quite the career going for you as a uh, vixen on the screen as well. <laughs> which which vixen are we talking about? Which screen? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Multiple screens. Look in here. <laughs> yeah, I made my acting debut in um, Killing with Kindness. Miss Magenta. I loved every second of it. It was like the best startup. And then I also do some pretty fun voice acting with um, Beneath the Red Umbrella that came from the 508. So that's pretty cool. We got some other stuff coming up too. So hopefully we'll see more on screen, Alyssa. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I'm Ashes Von Nightmare. Uh, you, I do another podcast called Throwdown Thursday with my co-host Patrick, who also happens to be my husband. Um, I also co-own, uh, co-produce films uh, alongside Magenta Manor Productions that I also do with my husband. I do a lot of stuff with my husband. Um, we kind of like each other, so that's cool, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, filmmaker, producer, podcaster, uh, looking to... <laughs> Queen Mother. Yes. <laughs> and call me mother. Um, you know, uh, just trying to get out there, make myself super uncomfortable, like hosting this podcast right now. Um, you know, and uh kind of branch out and see what else is out there and make some make some art. So with that being said, we're going to take our first really quick break. And when we come back, we are going to play a super fun game called Getting to Know Your Ghoul Friends. So stay tuned. Larry, did you press the button? I have pressed several buttons. You were supposed to press the record button. Well, I don't know. Maybe I did press the record button. I pressed all kinds of buttons. This thing has more buttons than a submarine. And right now you are pressing my buttons. They're supposed to be a little light or something. There are lots of little lights. Oh, my. <clears throat> Hi, this is Linda Sugarbaker Donovan. And this is Larry Donovan Capricorn. And we are the co-chairs of the Lazarus Nook Homeowners Association. As well as founding members of the Lazarus Nook Community Theater Group. Not to mention the stars from the upcoming It Came from the 508 Productions film, Stakes, a New England vampire story. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. Lamond. We are here to invite you to our next fundraiser. Because we put the fun in fundraiser. It is the Dead of Winter Horror Festival, taking place at Mechanics Hall in Worcester on Sunday. February 25th. So make sure to get your vendor passes and VIP tickets because those things are selling faster than Mima's special peach sangria at the church fair. For tickets and more information, go on your little phone or your computer, your iPad, and head on over to the Dead of Winter Horror Festival Facebook group or event page. And tell them Linda and Larry sent you. 
And we are back. So we are going to play a really fun game called Getting to Know Your Ghoul Friends. A chance for you kids at home to kind of get to know us just a little bit more. Now, we all love horror, live for horror. It's our bread and butter. We can't do without it. So our first question is, what got you into horror? 100% goosebumps. Yes, yes. Goosebumps, Tim Burton. (laughs) Uh, Like magazines, definitely like magazines when I was younger. Yeah, I was going to say, was this all when you were young? Yeah, Elvira. My mom (laughs) loved Elvira. And my mom like loved like Pee Wee. And (laughs) she used to make me watch. Yes, and she used to make me watch like all sorts of different crazy kooky things. And one thing she always watched was Elvira. And I remember watching that with her when I was younger. And some of the coolest shit I like is because of her. Not really a lot of horror stuff, but things like that, that were that like helped pave the way into it. But I'm going to say goosebumps for me. For sure. You know, it's definitely my mom. My mom got me into horror. Like my first movie I ever saw was Poltergeist. Like, she sat me down. She's like, I almost named you after this girl. But then she died. So, and I went, oh. <laughs> I'm like, so my name was almost Carol Ann. Could you guys imagine? Oh, jeez, no. no. Oh, my God. No. No. No, it was definitely my mom. My mom was like, I don't know, she'll probably kill me for saying it. But, like, when I was younger, like, five, six, where, like, video stores were still a thing, my mom would bring me in and, like, you know, like the NC-17 section that was like coupled with like, the porn section that you had to open like the like the curtain to get in. My mom would stand there like a guard, open the curtain and scoop my tiny little ass in and like let me pick whatever I wanted. So I was traumatized at a really young age. <laughs> Lucky. Yeah. So, like, I fell in love. Like, yeah, yeah. Out of the way early. Oh, yeah. My mom... <laughs> I can you imagine? I've literally my mom used to dress me up in like these little like cute sailor costumes and like <laughs> just imagine this like six year old girl with pigtails walking into like the NC seventeen section picking out <laughs> the most gory movie ever like <laughs> that's where mine came from. When I was younger, that's how I picked out my first horror movie was like actually walking into the horror section and being like, I want to I want to watch this. Like I had seen like Poltergeist and stuff, but I feel like on like TV, like and I was probably like half asleep and it was just on, you know, like because mm-hmm. I was young, but I picked the I picked Sleepaway Camp. Like, tell me why oh that God. was the cover that I was like, I want to watch this movie. And my mom didn't even look at it. She was like, all right. It's about <laughs> a slumber party. And yeah. I watched it by myself in my bedroom. And I was just like, mouth <laughs> open, jaw on the floor. Like, what did I just watch? And why did I like it? Dude, that's how I felt with like, I, what's the name of the movie? It's like New York Ripper or something. It's like in the 80s. I picked out that movie and there's a scene in it where like he's killing this girl, but he's like cutting her nipple in half and you can like watch it split. Dude, I was really scared of that. Like really had an irrational fear that like somebody in New York was going to steal me and cut my nipples off. I can't go to New York. I was fucking terrified. I was so scared. I had nightmares for so long. Like maybe that's where my night terrors came from, but like... 
Not my nipples. To this day. To this day. It's in in my collection, but I just can't watch it, dude. It gives me the heaves. Like, I can't do it. Make sure this is not my nipples. I like those. Anything but my nipples. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's gonna be a t-shirt design. Uh, I was just gonna say, <laughs> we've made a new t-shirt already. Already a shirt for me. Um, I was actually really afraid of horror for a long time. Um, I, the first horror movie I watched, I was being an asshole and got punished, and I had to sit on the couch for like time out. And someone was watching The Shining. And that was the first Ooh. horror movie. Was like and I had nightmares for months that my teacher was rotting in our bathtub. So I was- <laughs> oh my god! But- I think you're gonna say that your punishment was sitting down and having to watch a horror movie. And oh I was no! Like, wow. <laughs> Someone happened to be watching it. But I would say, like, as a teen, like Rocky Horror, obviously, mm. yeah, really. for that. Um, but as I got old, like I was a f- kind of afraid of horror movies for a while, but when I saw, um, the original it, the made for TV series, the, something about it just like kind of sparked an interest in me there. And I kind of fell in love with it there. And Tim Curry's the shit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about uh, so for, for me, um, I was exposed to horror uh, thanks to like television and like the child-based horror. So shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark um, and the animated Tales from the Crypt Keeper. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. Yeah. Like the Saturday morning cartoon version of the Crypt Keeper. Um, And I just loved it. So my growing up, my parents were very conservative. They do not like horror at all. Like they don't own and never had a horror film. They didn't watch it on TV. TV, none of that stuff. So it's kind of weird that I have this love for it. Um, I don't really know where it came from or, or like how it grew because it wasn't encouraged, but literature was really my, my gateway in. So starting with goosebumps and moving up to the R.L. Stein fear street series. And then there was this, there was this one summer that I lived at the library and, you know, uh, just going to kind of use this as a plug support your local library please because they're super important and for a lot of exactly and for yeah. a lot of kids it's their only access to certain materials so definitely mm-hmm. support your library but anyways uh, this one summer I just lived at the library and I was reading everything that I could get my hands on like R.L. Stein, and it just got to the point where I was just like this is weak I need something else so I asked my parents I was like look uh, I mean I, I was maybe like 10 or 11 I'm like can I read Stephen King and they were like uh sure why not like maybe you know some things are okay so I started with like misery which I loved and this one book um it's kind of one of his lesser known books it's called the girl who loved Tom Gordon about the girl who yes yes you know this girl who gets lost in the woods and she Mm -hmm. kind of starts to go crazy and you don't know if it's the you know her going crazy or if it's the woods coming to life like it's it's so good um and then I rented it, and it was 
it the book uh is huge like that is a fucking novel and a half and i was a few pages into it i hadn't yeah i hadn't gotten (laughs) to like the really nitty gritty dirtiest stuff and this is stuff that they wouldn't even dare to put like in the film version no they don't Um, even touch on any of that stuff like at all yeah yeah, they kind of allude to it a little bit but they would never film it they would never show it absolutely Uh, not and my dad walked in my room and f- saw that. And he was like, look, he's like, you can read anything else. He's like, you cannot read this blo- book. He's like, please <laughs> return it. He's like, you know, his 11 year old daughter who's like, I'm going to read everything. He's right. like, yeah, no, 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 please, please take this back. Do not. He's like, how did they, why did they let you pick this out in the first place? He's like, you're a child. Like, uh, but, but anyway, so, um, you know, I went on to read a few more of his novels, uh, still have not read it in its entirety uh just because as an adult who has that kind of time to sit there and really devote to reading something that's so fucking big um but uh but but yeah uh books were really my gateway into horror and just kind of letting my imagination run wild with the words that were on the page and sometimes your imagination is way worse than anything Mm. that could be physically presented to you so so yeah yeah that was that was it for me um what is your favorite horror franchise? Ooh. Evil Dead. Thousand percent ah. Evil Dead. I feel like yep. any any question you're gonna ask me is gonna be Evil Dead related. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally I love love. I feel movies. like if you're if you're looking at like films you know, franchises that have nothing but solid installments, mm-hmm. Evil Dead, hands down, because yeah. every single film is just gold. The and even the newer, too. yeah. The yeah. yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was boring as hell. It was hilarious and fun. Yeah, it was weird as shit. It was perfectly Evil Dead. Like, it was mm-hmm. so good. So fucking good. Yeah, definitely the franch- a franchise would be yep. Evil Dead. Favorite movie is Texas Chainsaw, but yeah. franchise. I just watched that again the other night, and I thought of you. I was like, "Oh, like <laughs> when he comes out, I and love he grabs her and he pulls her back in." Like I was like, "Oh, Kate would love this." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, like that. So I I I went back and forth because there are some really good franchises as a whole. Like I love the Scream franchise. I love the Hellraiser franchise. Um, Saw is also really good. Uh, you know, uh, but I had to go with Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. Oh, There's yeah. something about all of those. I love Jason Voorhees. He's my favorite slasher villain. Um, I, I think it's it's probably the hockey mask, honestly. Like it just yeah. it just does it for me, uh, but there's something so I mean, double I I love camp, yeah. But I'm um, tis um I love campy <laughs> films and obviously like yeah. Friday the Thirteenth those films are so incredibly campy also mm-hmm. because they take place at a campground but you know but they're so incredibly campy and they just really delve into that like fun gore for the sake of gore's you know mm-hmm. sake. Uh, you know, and and just some of the most uh, interesting kills mm-hmm. as far as you know the franchise goes. Looking at the kill uh, count too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bam, the, bam. Uh, the sleeping <laughs> bag. 
That is the fucking death. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how I, I feel like he's just like the superior slasher killer. Like Oh, absolutely. I think like, yeah, he still does the I'm walking towards you shit. Mm-hmm. But like he's faster and scarier and, and the like payoff. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm and there's really, something like, I don't know. There's always like, are you team Michael or are you team Jason? And like, he kiss my ass because without a question, his mommy issues or he's. Mm-hmm. But like, it's always gonna be Jason Voorhees. Like he's, he's got pep in his step when he yeah. walks. <laughs> he really does. He really does. He's on his way to yeah. add to the kill count. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know what it is, but Jason Voorhees has kind of got this swagger about he's him. Got the swagger. <laughs> Right, really right. Does. Like, I mean, there's something about him. You're just kind of like, hey, you know, I, 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 I no. would, I would. <laughs> yeah, a hockey mask, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but when you keep it on, have him walk around the house in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Like, Don't get me. Yeah, over nothing. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> slay me, Mister Voorhees! Slay me! <laughs> slay me with your big machete! Uh, with that, right now. <laughs> I just want to get into character. <laughs> so, with that said, who is your ultimate horror crush? I mean, good answer, Ash everybody. Yeah, Ash. Um, mine is Tim Curry. Oh, no, mine is Tim Curry. Uh, from Rocky Horror. Oh yeah, Tim Curry as Doctor Frankenfurter. Just, I still I mean, just like am so jealous of the fact that my legs and my ass will never look as good right? in fishnets no. as he like. <laughs> the confidence. It's yes. There's something about him, like when you first see him as Frankenfurter, uh, the the elevator scene where he turns around and he's yes. like all caped, and then he just you know unleashes what's underneath the cape, and it's just like oh, like part of me is like I want to be that, but also I want to do that, like just like Susan Sarandon, <laughs> exactly, 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 but. Yeah, what is it about Bruce Campbell? Like he could still get it. Okay, well let me fucking tell you. Okay. Right? Oh. The way he dresses, the way I he love smells. That you asked that question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Look at us. We're excited. I'll share. Um, no, dude, he smells like cigar and cedar wood. And like a cedar wood. Yeah. Him. Yeah. It's like this smell. And a little weed. hint of weed. Like Yes. <laughs> His Instagram. Do you guys follow him on Instagram? It's literally just him on his farm, smoking joints, playing with Snapchat filters, cracking himself up like by a fire. It is literally my favorite thing ever. Like he's on there like with a joint, turning himself into like a baby face and like all this random shit. And he does like little characters and he starts laughing at himself, like (laughs) laughing at himself doing it. It's so cute. God, he's like him. riding horses and shit. He's just living his best life. I feel it. like him and the character Ash are kind of one in the same at this point. They're very similar. I Extremely. Feel. Like there's like yeah. there's a cockiness to the character of Ash that like it, it's a it's a welcomed cockiness. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Know. I feel like Bruce gives off like 
Elvis vibes, you know, if Elvis mm, was yeah, totally old school, old totally. soul. Yeah, yeah, like the way yeah. that he wears, the way he dresses, like. Well, I mean, he did play an Elvis impersonator in Bubba Hotel. Bubba Hotel. So, yeah. Yep. Yes, yes, yeah. yep. It was so good. <laughs> it was because it's so fitting, exactly. Like this is just going to turn into literally a embodied that. Oh, I didn't do my crush. I'm sorry. I just realized I didn't say do anything. Do your crush. Do your crush. My crush is, I'm going to go a little more recent. It's Eric from True Blood because I'm obsessed <laughs> with <Blood. Ooh. laughs> It's because you saw that scene okay. and he was like banging that girl on the swing and that shit was like sped up so quick. Because right. like, yeah. I'm like, whoa. Mm, oh. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's the Viking history. Something about Viking mm. history and mm. I don't know. Barbarian dudes get me. I like that. And then turned into a vampire. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. I also have a thing for uh, not a specific character that he does, just him as a person. Uh, David Desmalchian. There's something about him that's so Mm. oddly spooky. Like, Like it's, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's that uh, the elder goth vibes that mm. I just I just love so much. And again, we were talking off air about this. Uh, a person, you know, who wears like really nicely tailored suits. Like I have a thing for that, and he tends to, especially at like premieres and stuff like that, where there's really nicely tailored suits, but they're all like matte black and everything, and it's just so chic and the way like he this- too, just like mm. the way. Her movies and how articulate he is. Maybe that's what it is for me. Someone who can speak very well. It's mm. it just I'm a hot mess all the time. It, like, I don't know. Tickles my pants. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, what is your favorite kill? This isn't a fair question. Like, I've been thinking about this for the past couple of weeks. And like your favorite, yeah, it's a tough one. There, you know what? I don't know if it's my favorite, but I'll never forget it. I can't remember the name of the movie. It's some stupid, like obscure, like grade C zombie movie. But they're at this party and they're in the kitchen, and this girl's pregnant, and the zombie just busts through the door and fucking punches through her stomach and rips the fetus out and just starts munching. (laughs) And I went. Holy shit. I haven't seen anything like that before that movie. And even after that movie, I was like, yeah, fuck that fetus. Go get it. Like, this is great. It was amazing. Like, amazing. Huh? Was it all practical? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was probably like $10,000. Like, let's be real. It was definitely like, (laughs) it was shot with someone's like grandmother's camcorder. Like, it was. It was bad, but I'll never forget that scene because I went, oh, shit, the pregnant lady got it. <laughs> that was it. That's amazing. I kind of have to figure out what it is. I'm going to have, I was like 16. So it's been a while. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go look Google it. it. <laughs> hey, Google, what's the movie where you know what? <laughs> zombie yeah, rips a baby? <laughs> yep, that's what we're doing. I think one of my favorites, just because of the time it was done and how they did it, would be Tina's kill in A Nightmare on Elm Street. 
when she's mm. flopping around on the and shit. That was cool. Just the way it was done was just so cool. How they made that spinning room and she really sold the sh- shit out of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was very, especially for the time and everything. That was so good. And then that big just cut across the chest. Yeah. That's a good one for me. Uh, I want to say uh, Carrie's mother. Ooh. Ooh. And definitely glass ceiling and Suspiria. Got to go with those two. Mm. For my top, just that have always like impacted me the most. Two movies mm. I love very much. I love Carrie. That oh, movie scares Carrie. the fucking shit out of me, and it's her mother. Like, is the most terrifying. Also, that book. Yeah. But, like, yes. Yeah, her yes. Mother, fucking so terrifying. Like, her death may be one of the most satisfying deaths. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent payoff on that. I think the Jeep is in the closet with the white ass eyes. Oh my eyes. god, that shit um, used to terrify no. me. Like literally, literally. I'd always wait for something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I found it. What oh, is okay, it? Okay. Yeah, it's called Automaton Transfusion. It's from like. Oh my god, I love that movie. You know I've fucking seen them talking yes! about it, dude. I loved it, but I love that Rotten Tomato gave it 38%. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, really, I mean. I, yeah. That movie's pretty sick. I remember it me and Ryan watching it and being like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, like, I watched it once because that's kind of my thing. Like, if it's, like, agreed, I'll watch it, like, one time and be like, all right, I did that. But, yeah. like, this one might have to, I might have to rewatch it because it was so funny. We're all going to watch that now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Coming up on an episode of Living Dead Ghouls. (laughs) Zombies. I think so. Mine has to be uh, Frank's second death in Hellraiser. Yeah. When he's literally ripped apart when the Cenobites come. And I mean, I I actually think that Frank's regeneration scene is probably one of the coolest practical effects Mm. ever, like in cinema. Um, Aside from like everything the thing does uh mm-hmm. like every, the, the thing for me is just like a perfect film especially it's practical sick. effects involved um but frank's regeneration scene is just it for me but his death when he has all of the hooks in him and he's just ready to be like ripped apart and he's like the look of of just intense pain mixed with just overwhelming pleasure on his Mm. face as he says jesus wept and then he's ripped to shreds like oh so good it's just so well done that is a very like iconic one Mm. too like (laughs) i did too it was pretty it was pretty (laughs) <laughs> yes. right? yeah i mean I, I talk about satisfying deaths like he mm. was just such a terrible yep. person oh, yeah. and totally deserved what he got but uh but but yeah the way that it was done and just literally watching him get ripped piece by piece you know to to shreds by these hooks you know and, and then the fact that you know doug bradley is there in his like goth leather daddy get up you know like it's just it's just so good so good 
Um, which, <laughs> which horror film can you watch on repeat and not tire of? Army of Darkness. All of them. <laughs> so many. Yeah, so there's many. a lot of them. Yeah. There's a there's many. Army of great one though. That's yeah. My... Mm. Oof. I literally just wrote so many. <laughs> I know. Like literally looking at mine, it's like Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like mine, okay. Mine's all like zombie shit. It's like Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, love, love Shaun of the Dead. Such a good one, right? Like it never oh. gets old. It's always funny no matter what. Like timeless. I love it. I'll just put on random horror movies while I'm yeah. Painting listen yep. to just listen to people scream while i'm painting you know yep. it's very cathartic yeah um, absolutely <laughs> going for what i'm working on uh, mine is trick-or-treat just because i love it yeah. i love the anthology style of it yeah. it's oh, such a too. fun film i love how everything is is interconnected in some way shape or form and i love sam i think he's so fucking cute mm-hmm. sam is adorable <laughs> absolutely you know, this murderous little being with a lollipop that he'll slice your throat with. It's just, it's just perfection. And um, open alone with mm, the pop in her mouth. That was yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So good. So if good. I'm, if I'm going to narrow it down, I would have to say like the creep show movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always mm. just have those on just because again, the anthology of it, it's always, it's a different story and I can quote it from start to finish. <laughs> if you could own any set use prop, what would it be? Oh, chainsaw. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would want I would want Ash's chainsaw or like the Necronomicon. That'd be Oh, that's cool. a good one. Mm. That'd be cool. Yeah, Speaking we prop, all want the same thing. <laughs> we'll share. <laughs> the podcast. Have you ever heard of scarce oddities? Yeah, no, yes. Maybe. So they just posted, they have a real prop from the Purge election year movie. It's a burn victim, and it looks so fucking cool, and I want it so bad. <laughs> there was something that, um, I can't remember what her, like, actual name of her stuff is, but Stephanie, like, she's at the conventions all the time. I'm actually, like, cuddled in one of her blankets right now. But she had, um, like, she made a prop hand, like, badass hand, and had it signed. Dude, it got sold right before I went to be like, no, it's mine. And I'll never, I'll never be okay about that. Like, I'm just going to have to ask her to do it again. (laughs) Make another one. Go get it signed. It's fine. Like, I wanted it so bad. There's so many things. Evil Dead, I'd also like the ashy slashy puppet. Yes. Um, <laughs> that'd be cool. I know they make those like the like Which, replicas of them. Like yeah. I want one. Um oh my god, what about like the axe from the shining? That'd be a cool one to have. All the things. Fluffy. Aw. Show. Like I'd love to have that. Yeah, we're fluffy. I just want everything. Yeah. Anything. I'll take anything. I'll take a piece of wood from the floor that was somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> This is a piece of wood from the cabin. This is a bark from the tree in the forest of the evil de- of Evil Dead. 
<laughs> the rapey one? <laughs> <laughs> no, just any tree that was in the forest. Dude, can you imagine um, they had like a sex toy line and... <laughs> <laughs> are you are you really gonna go there right now i went there i don't fucking care <laughs> i don't like dude that scene fucked me up but i was also like hmm is this a weird kink that just got unlocked for me i um, like how they recreated it with the cables and the elevator and the mm-hmm. oh, yeah. dead rise yeah that was fun. Mm. i loved that movie it was i didn't like it at first and then i watched it again and i noticed a lot more Except there were still some little problems I had with it, but overall, I, I love it. Yeah. I love that it wasn't afraid to go there. Yeah. I, I yeah. love that it, children were not off limit in that film. Like, I, like, I, I, I love when kids aren't mm-hmm. off limit. I think I just wasn't expecting all the, like, like extreme body horror like oh, in the end. I loved it. Which was cool, but I just thought it was kind of like randomly out of nowhere. Like so I was just like it was I don't very Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I was just living for it. When that monster that. like appeared and you could see like everybody's faces and limbs yeah. and stuff. I was just I was salivating. Yeah. It was so yeah. good. I don't know guys. I thought that was the I was like I thought it just didn't fit in. I literally just thought it didn't fit in that series. Like, that was my, like, it was cool. But like I said, it was kind of, like, random. And I was like, it just doesn't fit to me in an Evil Dead movie. It was, like, the moment of the movie. Like, the whole movie was good. And then it got to that point, and I went, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is what we're doing? This is is the fucking ending you gave me? Like, I, I just, it reminded me of, like, a Resident Evil fucking Mm. so real quick while we're on that okay sorry i have a question to ask you guys what do you think like about the end like what do you think's gonna happen like do you think the little girl like is possessed like it was still there so or or do you think like possibly this girl's like baby could be like I don't know, like that. I was wondering, like the thoughts it's on fucking that. Babies, <laughs> dude. You never know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, the baby is a deadite and does like, a whole like around. alien thing. That'd be very Evil Dead, though. It yeah, would. It would. <laughs> but I'm just wondering your thoughts on that. Like, do you feel like the like younger daughter? I hope she's still possessed. Yeah. I'm hoping. Like, yeah, I can't. I'm uh, excited to see what happens. I want the baby to burst out with a Bruce Campbell chin. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> its first word is groovy. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Anyway, sorry. I kind of like went no, no. crazy about no, that, no. but I'm always wondering people's opinion on that on the end. <laughs> <laughs> and now I know it's Bruce Campbell chin babies. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's going to be the next one. Perfect. <laughs> that's that that that's that's Ash's origin story yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we thought it was a sequel, but it's actually a prequel. <laughs> I love um, it. Oh, yeah. So uh, set own prop. Um, I would want the immortality elixir vial from Death Becomes Her. Oh, that, you, you are her. 
Yeah. Beautiful, like that gorgeous, like it's presented in like this yep. gorgeous, like Fabergé egg and it opens up <laughs> and you that. have the vial just standing perfectly at this point and it's just glowing and gorgeous. And yeah, that that's what I would want. I, I would want the whole thing that the egg and the vial and the immortality elixir because I want to live forever. That's uh, what I'm saying. But, uh, but yeah, so that would be mine. Um, favorite horror television show? We all know mine. Let's not even go there. It's True, True Blood. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, that's the sad part. Yeah. It's not even that good, but I love vampires. Yeah, dude, honestly, it goes into some weird fairy shit, and they lost me. Like, they, I kind of hate Sucky. But I was hooked because of fucking Eric. Oh my god! Live through the whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> Lafayette was like my favorite. Lafayette, second favorite character. Oh my god, I love them. Um, I don't know, dude. I feel like I like my cartoony horror shows. Like I love the creep show, like cartoon. And I also don't know if Beetlejuice counts, but I'm gonna count. Yes, it. The animated mm-hmm. series. Beetlejuice animated the anime, series yeah, is one of my series. favorites. Yeah. Me too. That definitely, uh, you know, Tales from the Crypt, obviously. Right. We got to give it to that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of current ones that are good too, but I don't know if I can consider them like all-time favorites, right? Yeah. Honorable. Yeah. There's a lot of good. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. It's hard. Uh, like will- all the Hill House stuff has been fucking amazing. Oh yeah, uh, the like, House of Usher was just oh, so good. I'm- Brilliant! All the Flanagan shit is like top tier, top fucking tier. Midnight Mass. Oh, oh my God! Has anyone been watching True Detective other than me? I haven't started it yet. (gasps) I know. Please, please everybody, like drop what you're doing today and watch it. The new episodes on tonight. Yeah, like literally, it's so like the thing meets like paranormal other stuff oh. i don't want to say because i don't want to give it away like it's like i I've don't know this man. season is very even... oh, my God, it's so yeah. fucking good i'm like dying for you guys to watch it you have to you have to fucking watch it it's watch insane it. well i'm two episodes in and i'm fucking up, so. freaking out already it's like <laughs> it's so good. so good so good Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's some great current ones too. Like The Last of Us was really well Last done that first yeah. season. Um, and I'm kind of living for Yellow Jackets. If you haven't seen it, definitely I can't watch wait. it. Oh my god! Oh, the last season. They're really oh. setting up for something season Our three. Perfect. Like I'm, I'm greatly anticipating oh. the third I season. Think, yeah, yeah. But I think my my favorite, though, mm-hmm. so it's not horror per se. It's kind of horror adjacent. And kind of a side note, I think that's one of the things I love about horror is mm-hmm. that it encompasses so many different things. Like you have, you know, dark comedy horror and, you know, like satire horror and, you know, sci-fi horror and fantasy horror. Um, my favorite show is Game of Thrones. Okay. I love Game of Thrones so much, and they have some really horrific aspects of it. You know, the whole thing with the White Walkers and everything. Yeah. Um, some of the the killings, beheadings that happen are so like 
bloody gory and just so delicious to watch it's and, and you know even some of these characters too are just so villainous and uh, i just i love it so much and i feel like it's one of those things where you know people don't watch it from a horror perspective but like if you do you will be like you know, you will be happy with it because they do a really, aside from the last season, which, you know, it, it is what it is, but um, there are some like intense horror aspects to it that are just so good. So good. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there's that too. Uh, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's book accurate. Like, for some reason, he really likes to to, to write about dicks, um, but uh, but just it right, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you do. You see, there's a lot of he is not afraid of like full frontal. Everyone, everyone's involved. It's a, it's a very inclusive, progressive show if you think about it that way. You know, everyone's involved in the full frontal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um so next question is what is or what do you feel is the best horror soundtrack me this the is crow. hard i was gonna say the crow mm, the crow and... uh bread of chucky is a really good one too actually the faculty is probably Ooh, one of my oh yeah the craft that's another good one mm. the craft for sure um I don't know. I really like Mandy's soundtrack. Just like, like the crow. <laughs> 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 I just remember being younger and like on repeat full blast. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about like newer horror, I think the Fear Street movies Ooh, had yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Uh, no, actually, I really like the Devil's Rejects soundtrack. Like all the fucking. I just like throwback shit, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. now I can't listen to certain songs without thinking of them in the car driving. And I'm like, <laughs> my family. <laughs> Mine is Repo, the genetic opera. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love a horror musical. I feel like there clearly aren't enough of them. Uh, Rocky Horror is obviously like the ultimate soundtrack in my opinion. But yeah, um, but yeah Repo, like the songs are just so good. It's, it's so delightfully like early 2000s pop industrial. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a few of the songs are like a part of playlists that are in constant rotation like in our house it's just it's just so good Uh, you know oh go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say i've actually never seen that (gasps) and everybody i know is shocked when they hear that Okay. Oh, okay. That's another movie that we're I know have what to it is. I've show. like seen like clips of it on like YouTube also, but like I've been waiting like for the right time. Oh, we will create a lifetime. I'm ready yes. to actually like watch it. I love it that too. So. Your- I'm, yeah. I'm excited yeah. that you're. Yeah, I'm excited you're going to be able to watch it for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Because it is just for what it was and the budget, what they were mm-hmm. able to accomplish, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just so well done. Like it's 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 uh, 
something that you know, like when we go to conventions and stuff yeah. like that's the only time i see other people who have actually heard of it like the average right. person's like what are you talking about yeah. you know yeah. but i'm like zydrate comes in a little glass vial they're like what the fuck you know <laughs> um it's like okay never mind then um but yeah yeah uh, i know of it because of like all my friends that love it and like so i'm like i've just never like jumped on that yet so I don't know, dude. I was obsessed with Buffy. Like, I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. as soon as I knew, like, he was involved, mm -hmm. I went, oh, my God. Daddy mm -hmm. Giles, okay. <laughs> and the voice on him is yeah. just, oh, unexpected. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you were in for quite the treat. I'm because excited. Because that film is just, it's so well done. Um, which horror film are people sleeping on? I don't know if people are sleeping on it so much, but I will say, like, I don't know. In the past couple of years, it's been really hard for me to, like, watch a horror movie and be genuinely like, oh, well, that was an original thought. That was, like, actually scary. But I think, like, when evil lurks and terrified, oh those God. movies, dude. When evil lurks is so, dead. so good. Like, so good. I don't, but I feel like a lot of people have seen it, but like, it's just something that I feel like it's not talked about. Enough. It's not talked about nearly enough. Like talk about not fucking sparing the kids, dude. I love that. I, oh, I was so, I was like, Oh my God. Oh my. I went, no, not the fucking kid. <laughs> dog. Like what? Like not oh, the dog. Yeah. And then yeah. that, scene, that scene in terrified where like, She's just fucking bing bonging off the goddamn fucking <laughs> She just boom, boom, boom. And he's like, oh my God, what is happening? Uh, clearly, <laughs> you can't do anything. And I think that was so scary because her face was so fucked up. Like, it was just gore and perfect. And then it was just sad because, you know, you're watching the person you love. Right. Like, <laughs> like bash around yeah. the bathroom. It was great. Um, I'd have to say definitely The Lost, which is based on a Jack Ketchum book. Mm -hmm. I always have loved that movie. Um, Mark Center is in it, and he's fine as fuck. Um, it's actually pretty fun, though. Um, it has a lot of, like, it's the Pied Piper uh, murders. I don't know. He has, a, it's, like, inspired by that. Um, it has a lot of, like, I don't know why I always think this, but it has a lot of, like, Manson vibes, like, home invasion kind of, like, shit like that. Uh, but also, like, really, like, just weird. Also, another one that's based on a Jack Ketchum book, Girl Next Door, which is fucking brutal and so mm -hmm. hard to, like, get through. That's another one I always feel like people sleep on. Uh, and I actually did not get to meet Jack Ketchum when he was at Rock and Shock, and I'm pissed that I didn't take that opportunity because he was there one year, and I missed out on it. And that's another; those are movies also where I feel like nobody really knows what I'm talking about except for when I'm at a convention, mm -hmm. or if someone's like into like reading like horror novels and stuff. Mm. But those would be mine. Like they're older, but. I still never see anybody like adding them to their favorite horror movie lists or anything like that. Like, I feel like I never hear them get brought up and I love them. Um, I'll go. 
I gotta go. Go, 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 girl, go. <laughs> um, I know one that's starting to get talked about a little bit more just because it's visually a stunning movie is The Cell. It's like, oh, shit, yeah. Story's crazy. I can't stand Jennifer Lopez, but no. the movie <laughs> visually, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And then the story's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a soft spot for like '90s teen horror movies, so Disturbing Behavior is another movie that I really <laughs> a lot of people don't get into it as much. But I don't know what it is about that movie. I fucking love that movie. I do too. I think that movie was and the scary. soundtrack's awesome. Yeah, soundtrack. yeah. Um, and a more well, another like teenish movie is the second Urban Legends movie. Final Cut, I think, is better than the first one, but that's just me. Ooh, I don't even remember that one. That's I'm going I'm, I'm to revisit that now. I don't know what it is about that one, but I love that movie, too. No, I'm going to revisit that. I'm adding these to a list, like, literally. As, <laughs> like, when, like, on me. <laughs> like, stuff I haven't watched or need... Stuff I haven't watched in a while and need to revisit. Stuff I haven't watched and need to watch now. <laughs> Those are the categories. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I liked the second one, but I don't know if I liked it more than the first. I liked it more than the first just because I liked how it was, like, in a film school. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It had, like, a whole different vibe, which was I thought was cool. Um, and then a more recent movie that it was talked about, but I feel like it should have been talked about more just because I liked it so much was Antlers. I thought. I liked yeah. that movie. That I was- thought... It was a new idea. It was beautifully made. Mm-hmm. I felt so fucking uneasy. And like, I just had like this weird feeling watching it. And mm-hmm. like, not a lot of movies do that to me. So that was a really good movie. So mine is, uh, if you're really into like the cheesy, campy comedy side of horror, it's called Bad CGI Sharks. And it's uh, it really like plays into the whole like really bad shark movie craze that happened. Um, but there's a little more substance to it than that. There's kind of like a lot of heart to it. It's these two brothers and their friend that's their production company that put it on. And the two brothers actually play brothers in the film. And um, what happens is the shark film that they like wrote when they were younger actually comes to life and they're in it and like they're trying to figure out what's going on and stuff like that um there are some pretty decent kills and stuff too and it's very uh it's very self-aware um it knows what it's trying to be and doesn't try to be more than that but it's also just a really good fucking time too it's uh streaming for free on tubi right now if anyone's interested if you you know just want to not think about life for 90 minutes or so um definitely put it on it's just yeah exactly it's it's just it's so campy it's so bonkers like you know there are parts of it where you're just like okay i guess this is what we're doing right now um well i mean like and the the sharks like some of the sharks talk because they're cgi yes Oh, you I'm know, like it my just, list right it's, now. It's so <laughs> honestly, like if you've had a rough day, you know, light up something or pop something or pour yourself <laughs> something, um, and 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 put this on because like you're just gonna have a really good time. <laughs> she said, "Pop something." <laughs> Don't have to tell me twice. A pill or a knee, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Always or a bottle. Be- <laughs> Always- 
And our last question for this segment, in your opinion, who is the ultimate final girl? Oh, me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like. I'm going to say me, Thompson. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm going to have Campbell with this one. Me too. I was going to say Sydney. It's either, yeah, it's either, it's definitely either between Sydney or Nancy for me. So I'd have to agree. We should make a movie where they fight each other. Yeah. To the death. (laughs) See, I feel like they wouldn't fight each other, though. No. I I feel like they would team up. I want to live to see the sequel. I don't care about the other bitch. (laughs) right minds yeah see i chose um samara weaving as grace from ready or not (gasps) i I just love that film and like the final scene that shot of her all bloodied in her tattered wedding dress just lighting up a cigarette and like smoking on the steps of the house that's on fire like that is like the ultimate like badass final girl shot for me you know like you know, she burned the motherfucker down, like, and, and, you know, she made it out. And I just, I, I, I would, I, I'm really hoping that they just leave it a standalone film because I feel like that film is just so good as a one-off. I really hope that there have been talks of them making it into a franchise yeah. and I'm like, please don't like well, maybe they don't need it. All resolved. It's all exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It is so perfect as is, and like yeah. she's such the perfect final girl. It contained in that one mm-hmm. film, it doesn't need any more than that. Yeah, her I and uh, I liked Mia from the Evil Dead, um, mm. the newer one too. The re- was it a reboot or remake or what did they say? It's a prequel. It's a it's a reboot. It's a remake. <laughs> a requel. Yeah, a requel. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Uh, no, I agree. That one was actually that that whole f- the the film as a whole was actually oh, a really movie. good film. Yeah, that was awesome. I it was that terrifying. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Visual. And she was. Hell. Yeah, yeah. It was terrifying. Like I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I have like crazy goldfish brain, and I just watched this movie the other night, and I'll never remember because you know I smoke too much weed and ADHD is a bitch. But there, like. It's kind of like Ready or Not, but, um, like, I don't know, this, like, family. And the Australian girl. The Australian girl that, like, comes along. It's, like, this rich family. The brothers are in it. Um, Like, they're killing off their family for, like, money or whatever. But she just straight from the outback starts Mm -hmm. fucking murking everyone. Like, she's a survivalist. And, like, I can't. Was there anyone in it, like, we know? Not worthy. No. No. It's not okay. I do like your next though. That yes, that's yeah, what I yeah. That's yeah. What I was that's thinking. It. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. all right. So I just yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. No, I just watched that the other night again, and I was like, yeah, bitch, fucking stab him in the eye. Fuck that dude. You know, like, oh <laughs> babe, I, you were never supposed to get killed, dude. Fuck you. I loved watching him die. I thought that was great. It's so satisfying when someone you hate so much dies in the worst fucking way. Yeah, because he just looks like this chubby, shitty freaking librarian guy. And, like, you know he has no fucking, like, he's got nothing going for him. So now he's going to kill his whole family and drag along his sweet little Outback girlfriend for what? Like, I don't know. 
bitch. Also, that the scene that where she was like sprinting towards the door and the wire was there and just like like slit her throat. Beautiful. I loved that so much. Ding, ding, little cherry on top. Chef's kiss. Yep. <laughs> So with that being said, we're going to take our second break. And when we come back, we have a fun little topic to talk about. So stay tuned. Shark Bites, Shark Bites podcast. It's the greatest show in history. From the Dorkning Network. Hosted by a nerd who's named Patsy. From movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we are back. So we are here to talk about our third segment today, which is a fun little thing we are calling Drag Me to Hell. So the four of us are huge fans of the Boulay Brothers' Dragula, and we figured that we would take this opportunity to talk about Dragula because it's our show and we can do whatever the hell we want. Uh, so our first question is, who are your top three Dragula monsters? Aside from Coco Cane, let's just establish all right, that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's just establish this We're right now. Coco Cane is We're all a say Dolly. Dolly. <laughs> yeah. Dolly, Coco Cane, and Priscilla Chambers. Those are my top three. No, Ooh, I, like, I like Priscilla. Each other. I'm big like Team Hoso and mm. I mean if I could choose Dolly three times, I would. Yeah. Dolly's mm. just that bitch. I yeah. love Houston Victoria. Victoria uh, also, yeah, Dolly. Um, I like Hoso. There's so many. All right, I guess those are my top three. I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Be fierce. I kind of. I know it's hard to narrow it down. All right, every someone else talk because I'm just gonna stick with that <laughs> so, for the moment. <laughs> I, I had to sit down and I had to be like, okay, bitch, focus. Uh, just name three. So no. Victoria, Dolly, and Sigourney Beaver. Oh, Sigourney's up there. Yeah, yeah. I I have beaver fever. Mm. Like I love her mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Alyssa. Okay. You're mine. Yeah. Uh, I'm not That's what a we're here for. Fan. I'm not a Sigourney fan at all. Like her no. looks were cool, but like also. Eh. I will say this though. I, I saw her perform with the top four when they yeah. went mm -hmm. on tour. And like that really solidified my love for her because she is such a performer. She is such a professional. Yeah, I'm not gonna take that like, away. On stage. So like I think like the drama in that season, I was just like, whatever. Yeah. That was like the only thing that like turned me off about her. I was like, meow, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, season season four was definitely the drama mama season. Like it's just yeah. it was just so much, so much. Yeah. Um, so what are some of your favorite looks and challenges of the past seasons? I have so much written down. <laughs> Wait, I like when they do the Dungeons and Dragons um challenges. Mm. I fun. like the monsters just my interest into one. Yeah, Monsters of Rock is my favorite too. Sigourney's, I look forward to that challenge. Sigourney's Monsters of Rock look was one of my favorites. 
I still think that Neo not knowing how to play the guitar was. Oh, I know. She wore it like a purse. Yeah, but I loved her for that. I loved her for that. She was so cute. I like her look in that too, though, honestly. It was it was such a vibe though, and I was kind of here for it. I'm yeah, like, they're yeah. gonna read her for it, but I really it was kind of endearing and I loved it. It was adorable. She's like, whatever. <laughs> I think some noteworthy looks are Bitch Pudding's Monster of Rock look that mm. just tribute to Pete Burns was just mm -hmm. so poetic and beautiful and I absolutely loved it. Uh, Sigourney's Nosferatu Beach Party look oh, the yeah. homage to the OG Barbie. I just it's kind yep. of like a marriage of two of my favorite things Barbie and horror. Uh, so anytime like I'm I'm a sucker for the Monster High dolls because that's exactly what yes. they do. <laughs> so like anytime I can kind of like merge my two personalities together it just makes me really happy um victoria's uh her thing look yes. in the sci-fi challenge was just uh, and she fucking sold it too um that may be one of the greatest looks to ever come out of dragula mm -hmm. and her season two filth look in the finale was yeah. just so beautiful in that entire performance i just ate it up literally yeah. um and melissa b fierce on the titan tour her whole like a prayer get up yes in that beautiful like you know just uh madonna type look uh you know bejeweled from head to toe very saint-like and beautiful and then slowly just you know stripped her way to being this dirty nun with a rosary shoved up her ass like i was just i was just so here for all of it and this is when i saw that before so good it's insane so good i have some noteworthy looks um dolly's filth from season four was probably one of my favorite things i've ever seen oh god oh so we um I'm, I'm re-watching everything. My husband's watching this for the first time and seeing his reaction to that, you know, like, I mean, obviously you're watching it again. You know what's going to happen. Um, I was so excited for him to watch that and have like fresh eyes on it. And he just had the reaction that I was hoping he was going to have to it because it's so good. Um, Priscilla's ghost look from Resurrection, I thought was... Mm did like the 80s um prostitute thing it, it just it was so gorgeous and just really cool um coco's zombie prom look i thought was really beautiful victoria's yeah. Zombie prom yeah that's one of my favorites for sure yeah. and dolly's clown look was probably one of my mm -hmm. favorites mm -hmm. the uh the candy corn clown yeah. uh with the with the crotch candy corn coming out <laughs> Ooh, everyone loves crotch candy corn come on <laughs> i also think priscilla chambers glamour look for the finale of her season oh. is noteworthy yeah. i think that might be the best glamour look to hit the stage super pretty i feel like she did, like deserved a lot more credit than mm. given because she's so talented super talented yeah, I completely agree. Crash look was really cool too. So, as I say, so now that we've gotten our favorite stuff out of the way, let's talk about <laughs> season five. Drac, let her have it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Let the shade begin. No. Oh, oh gosh. Just uh, kidding. We love it. We love it. Just, well, you know, underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Underwhelming. Aside from like, uh, I don't know. Neo kind of fucking killed it every single time, and I'm fast and like, oh, mwah. but otherwise, like, I don't know, dude. This season was just weird for me. It was like. It felt like nobody was being real and everybody was like really worried about the cameras being on them and like they just didn't want to say anything and they just wanted like viewers to like them and like, I don't know, dude. Where's the drama? Like they don't care as much about the looks as previous seasons. Like, I the agree. The effort didn't off strong at all. They didn't start off that strong. Maybe a few of them did, which in my opinion were some of the people that were let go early yeah. in the season mm -hmm. uh, that I wish I would have been able to see more from, but I feel like the looks didn't even progress as mm -hmm. it went on. They just kind of like, I think we talked about it and we were all kind of like expecting more the whole time. Like, all right, the next episode, the looks are going to be like, wow. You know? And it was yeah. kind of like, there were some mixed in that were, but like as a whole, it just wasn't, it just wasn't there for me. I don't know. And I wasn't expecting them to miss the mark so much right, in some of these exactly. episodes. You know, usually you yeah. have a one or two, depending on how many contestants are left, who, you know, maybe interpreted it differently or maybe didn't get the memo quite like other, you know, people did. But there were a few challenges where everyone just completely, like, just did not get the point of what was supposed to be happening. Yeah. I was sad about planet pleasure x that episode yeah yeah i was expecting a lot more and i feel like the the noteworthy people like you said mandy uh were sent home too early yeah onyx should have stayed around i wish onyx i stayed agree around. me too i agree but look like just the what she had posted after of what her looks were going to be i'm like this bitch would have been in the top like the whole yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And I think too, like Jarvis, like, I mean, Jarvis, what? Oh my God. My ghosty with the mosty. Yeah. I love Jarvis. I wanted Jarvis to stay. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I agree. see more from him because I feel like, ugh. That's oh one God. of my top disappointment moments in that series, too. Also, like, that look, I like loved that look so much. And like, while I get that it didn't quite fit maybe in their eyes, there were a lot, like we said, this whole season of looks that did not fit in with it. And I yeah. think that the wrong decision was made. Yeah, I agree. There <laughs> on were that elimination, to be completely honest with you. There were I certain looks that got like praised. Yeah. I mean, are we fucking looking at yeah. the same thing? Right. right. Like, are you serious? Because right. what? No, it just like. Ugh, or know. some people that have the same type of face paint with the same teeth every mm -hmm. single episode. Every, literally. Every episode, dude. God. I know. It's like, I, I know you bitches got those white contact lenses and are they like, is it, is it really distorting your vision that much? Are we, are we not seeing the same thing? Cause, uh, I mean, I feel like the amazing. Oh, the Blue oh, yeah. Brothers always look amazing. Uh, like, it, it, they never drop the ball, but like, I don't know. I think their eyesight was a little 
Yeah. A little sketchy in this season. Like, what are you seeing that I'm not? Like, is there right. a better, like, is it better in person where you're like, ooh, blown away? Because, like, I never, like, left, like, I never finished an episode going, like, holy fuck, that look is going to stay with me. Like, right. Right. I don't know. I don't think there was, like, one, I can't think of one single look that I was like, wow, that's on my, like, top looks ever of Dragula. Yeah. No. And that's not, like, not taking a... away from the talent of the no. show. I just think no, it was, like, I don't know. I feel I like Cynthia's commentary was probably the best part of the show. Who? Cynthia, her commentary. Yeah. Oh, Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia. Cynthia was the co-cocaine of this season, yes. as far as commentary goes. Like, yes. I was always looking forward to her, you know, paying hummus to the fungus. Or... Hummus. <laughs> fungus. <laughs> so yeah. sad. Got eliminated. I was... is, this a, is this a cube or a sphere? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so cute. So amazing. But yeah, I, I feel like this season, like production-wise, it was gorgeous. And the boulets mm-hmm. looked amazing. And they did an amazing job directing each episode. They had, you know, the most input that they've had in a long time when it comes to aesthetics and whatnot. So I really right. understand what they were trying to go for. And I love the campy little bits that they do at the beginning. Yeah. Um, the the hosting parts that they do. Like, I love all of that. I think that they really knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. this season. Um, they elevated themselves so much. It's really unfortunate that the contestants could not rise to the occasion the way that they did. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to just call anyone out specifically, but like, dude, no. that finale. No. I mean, I do that finale. What the fuck? Uh, okay. What can we fuck? talk about the fact that, you know, so like I said, we're, we're rewatching some of the episodes in season four, they had a final four and the boule specifically say in the finale of season four, that they will never have a top four ever again, because it's just a lot. And here's the thing, right. season four warrant like that talent warranted a top four right you know it was deserving this season the fact that it was a top four like what the fuck yeah you know on episode two and just ended literally right (laughs) i mean i knew from the get as soon as i saw neo i was like Mm -hmm. that's our winner yeah Yeah. the winner Mm -hmm. and then throughout the season seeing what everyone else brought i mean i was hoping that a couple of other people were gonna pull through i was team jarvis the whole way because i just thought that what they were bringing was so polished and perfect and i really hope that we see them again um but i don't feel that anybody else really rose to the occasion they were not playing at the same level that neo was playing at and even you know when her interpretation was a little silly like maybe it was like a lost in translation thing or whatever like she was still a serve yeah you know so it was pretty yeah it was it was pretty apparent that she was gonna win absolutely and like she said it herself she's the future of drag and i think that what she brought to the table and she wasn't even just like fucking tooting her own horn like we've never seen anything like what she is bringing to the table there is nobody that has that style or aesthetic that type of makeup that any of it it's all completely brand new and i think when she really went for stuff that was a part of her culture and a part of her those are the looks where she really shined but when she did a lot of the like um very 
uh, the glam looks that were very like the way she does her makeup with all the stones and covers mm. her face with it like that. And just she has her own unique look that like I've never seen anything like that. It's very high fashion, very like editorial makeup. But then she adds all of the the filth and the horror to it. And I think it's just absolutely gorgeous. And she like fucking nailed it when she said she's the future of drag. I think it's like refreshing to see something that's so different. Mm -hmm. Mm. I know in the segment before this, we talked about our favorite horror prop, but like I'm changing it now because I want that pig foot strap on that. Yes. 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 Like she can be so glam, but she really knows how to add the filth and horror. And like, she just does it incredibly. Like she's so Mm. talented. She's extremely talented. And I, again, I feel like her and like, I think Onyx would have fucking crushed it. Mm-hmm. And I think had Jarvis stayed, that would have been the king. Yeah. That's the king. Like, they would have been an amazing top three. Yeah. If they were- mm. I agree. We were yeah, all rooting def- for Neo in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I the see. whole time, all of us were like Neo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Jarvis and Onyx, definitely, I would have, I agree, I would have liked to see that trio as a top three. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to gatekeep, you know, who is a monster and who isn't. But like, I do feel like some of these performers may have been better suited for, I don't know, a different drag reality show. Mm -hmm. Like RuPaul? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, maybe... Yeah, maybe go back to the bottomless brunch you came from, like you know, um, get them, you know, like no, but it's just it's true. Like some of the, you know, it's just because it's a it's an amalgamation of several different things. It's you know your your who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. It's your drag persona. Yeah, the art that you bring to your drag persona and the right. performing part of your drag persona. It's all of that. Now, some of these contestants brought one or two of those things, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the complete package. Nobody right. really had the complete package to be a Dragula contestant, in my opinion. And maybe they did in their audition tapes. We did see a little bit of that um, at the Last Supper when they were showing us some of the audition tapes and stuff, like some of the footage, but like, I I don't know what the Boulets saw in these contestants to make them say Dragula. Yes. Let's bring them aboard. Let's see what they can do. You know, a couple of them. Sure. Like Neo. Absolutely. I could see why they would want Jarvis because Jarvis is a, is a very seasoned and professional polished performer um i could see you know scoping through like anaphylactic uh she is mm-hmm. from the house of gorgeous uh mm-hmm. cheddar gorgeous who was on one of the seasons of uh the uk rupaul's drag race mm-hmm. um like the house of gorgeous is a very like dominating house yeah. across the pond so like i could see why they would want her there mm-hmm. and i feel like she was very misrepresented and I felt like she didn't get enough credit for what she brought because she did yeah. bring some. Well, and, you know, uh, UK drag is definitely very different mm-hmm. than right. American drag. Um, it's a little more punk and a little less polished yeah. than what right. we're used to. Um, 
you know, so and when she was being read for like her unfinished edges and stuff like that, it's like, well, that's that's what she's used to. Like, she's right. still a fully realized queen and mm. a very successful queen at that. But, you know, it's just some people are, are not exposed to the other types of drag. Right. You know, so they critique based on what they know versus, you know, the, the, the limited, you know, view of, of, of what they know. Um but I just I feel like the amount of and Alyssa, you touched on this, the amount of fakeness that came out, like everyone was and the Boulets commented on this, too, in their Creatures of the Night podcast. Everyone was trying to produce themselves. No one was being their authentic selves, which is why I right. think season two and season four was so successful. Yeah. Because, you know, season two, everyone was just a hot mess and they yeah. were being themselves. And, you know, you really got to see like genuine friendships for, yeah. uh, you know, form and people evolve throughout the episodes. Like yeah. James Majesty goes through this complete evolution of being a, an asshole to being quite a nice person. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I fucking love James Majesty. Um, you know, and, and you don't, you didn't see that this season. You didn't no, see a, a physical evolution. All. No, yeah, at all, at all. I think what's yeah. crazy is the amount that they tried to censor themselves mm -hmm. and whatever. But like, I still dislike a couple of you very, very much. Like, you did not do a good job portraying yourself as something other than fucking messy and shady and shitty like you think you did but you didn't and i'm not gonna say specifics but there's a couple that like i didn't like at all yeah and there's a couple who you know they're being called out i mean uh, side note the drag fandom is just super toxic to begin with. And I don't believe in, you know, sending hate to to anyone. But I do feel that if somebody does something or says something that they should be called out on it. Right. And a certain drag performer was being called out for their microaggressions, mm -hmm. you know, during the Last Supper where they were kind of yep. showing their true colors and who they were, really were. And then, you know, you see that and then you kind of think of their interactions with people as a whole throughout the you know the, the the season and you're like oh this person isn't as nice as they claim to be right. this person is just setting themselves up to appear to be nice you know but if you read between the lines if you hear the words that they say and the way that they yeah. say them like mm -hmm. they're really just setting themselves up it's all very condescending and like, yes like and and a lot of times you don't realize like your your fucking face and body language is saying shit too so yeah. it doesn't mm -hmm. matter like we're picking up on all the like cues here we're seeing your body language we're seeing your face we're seeing how you're acting in this situation versus this situation and it's not all fitting together to what you're trying to show us like it's it's definitely apparent i got mm -hmm. the ick way more than i wanted to like yeah mm -hmm. i went to no i think I focused harder on the challenges than trying to fucking edit themselves then right. it would have been yeah. a lot better even in the last supper like they were oh. all trying to be all kiki nice nice yeah. right and oh I but we're sisters yeah like, Barf. yeah yeah <laughs> exactly and then exactly press i said it <laughs> what do you say <laughs> and you show up in a slip dress i said it yeah the, mm. miss, okay miss slip dress, okay, I miss slip dress. 
An ill, oh, okay, yeah, an ill-fitting off the rack Shein discount special. Like, let's just call it what it is. Like, like I love the ill-fitting special. Can do better. Monster, you know. So. Like, I think if they stuck with their aesthetic and didn't try to do something that's not them, they would have had a better look that night. I think it was too. It was trying too hard to do something that they're not known for. Yeah. And it didn't yeah. work. It didn't work. Yeah. Like, you're and really good at this one thing, so do that. Well, you especially know? because your whole platform is representing an unrepresented part of drag. Right. <clears throat> you know? And then you're going to come out not representing that underrepresented part of drag right. you're gonna come right. out looking like every other fucking drag queen here like right yep the yep. Fuck? but also okay fuck it we're Do going it. yeah it. yeah we're doing it we're doing it okay we don't edit ourselves here girl who the f okay the finale right where was the drag king where what where were they where were they because i just that very that so like no i'm yeah. sorry like you Jarvis was gone and you had one fucking job and you couldn't even show up like there was I don't know I just was like like I can see what they're going for with the whole adding other elements of things that they do into it but it could be done in a way that's better representing how they want to come across I think then that it's it's you can tell when someone's trying too hard that's basically all. <laughs> you know, then then present yourself as right. a non-binary drag That's performer. It, right. Like, like Dolly does. Dolly is a non-binary performer. Therefore, yeah. sometimes they're a little more masculine presenting and sometimes they're a little more feminine presenting. Exactly. Yeah. And I fucking love a gender bend. I am so Same. here for the androgynous aspect of drag. Mm -hmm. Like I love it so much. Um but like if you're building your platform on being this one specific thing and that's what we're seeing from you and again your platform is i'm representing this underrepresented part of this you know of of drag of this art form you know and then you come out looking like a queen or yeah. I should say attempting to look like a queen in yeah. a shitty dress. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're you're not going to win anybody over. You're definitely not going right. to win me over that way. Yeah. You know? Like, if they had done their original looks, which is what they are more talented in, it would have been a better look. And I love a drag king. I get really Same. excited for a drag king. Again, because you see queens everywhere. You see this hyper feminine, which I love. I love so much. Um, however, I love, I mean, and here's the thing. We have a drag king winner. Landon Sider is like the perfect example of, of being a drag Absolutely. king through and through and still kind of adding some feminine aspects to yeah. their drag as well, yeah. you know, but still being a drag king right. and being right. glamorous and beautiful right. at the right. same time, you know, not saying that I want this specific person to be Landon because I, I don't no. i want i want right. landon yeah, to be landon right. you know but like you know there's a, a a way that clearly a way that you can do this and be successful 
you know, and the fact that now it's towards the end, you haven't shown us this side of you at all before. And now you're now you're bringing this up like now. And honestly, like in to me as a viewer, it just and again, I don't know this person personally, you know, but um, it just seemed lazy to me. Yeah, that's how like I- I'm gonna stop trying at this point yeah. because I already won, and I think I won. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I also feel like once Neo was crowned, like I don't know, I got the ick from the way certain people reacted to it. Like, you know, a, a sour puss is never cute. No, like I'm sorry that you lost, but like, be happy. Dude, for the- be happy for your fellow performer. Yeah. You guys yeah. went through it together. And the only person who was like really congratulating her was or got it like like and that I feel like they probably would have had more emotion if their face, you know, wasn't if they, if they could move their face. all the hell. I fucking hate a sore loser and I hate it. Like, yeah, you, you could portray yourself however you want throughout the whole season, but your face betrays you yeah like, mm-hmm. you've Her been face says it all yeah it, no you can for me yeah you can be disappointed that you didn't win mm-hmm. while being supportive of the winner you can you Absolutely. can do it at the same time you could be like yeah. wow i'm really sad and bummed that i didn't win however neo is the perfect choice if, if it's not yeah. me i'm really glad it's her you know you can yeah. have an attitude be fucking okay. humble. Like, humble your fucking self. Right. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do though, if you really think about it, just getting on the show already makes you a winner. Yeah. You get that exposure. Yeah. You get a giant fan base from it. You become, like, it's not like you don't, like, Onyx is probably, is blowing up right now. And she went home early. Like, mm-hmm whatever because we all know she's gonna <laughs> gone home early and we've all seen those looks <laughs> we're there right, but, with you girl <laughs> right but we we uh scara and i were talking off air about this i wouldn't be surprised if we see onyx again yeah you know, because part of their journey and the reason why they were let go was the fact that the boulets didn't know who they were through their yeah. drag and the fact that at the last supper they came out as trans yeah. well, now they know who they are exactly. so i would love to see their drag now and see them on yes. the show now through their their the the, the lens of them knowing who yeah. they are and being their true authentic self yeah i think that's going to we're going to see a lot more amazing stuff Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Jarvis again, too. I so. hope. They touched on it, and I would love, love, yeah. love to see more of my little New Orleans ghosty. Like, I agree. I'm so obsessed. It's giving Haunted Mansion. It's giving, yeah. like, Bourbon Street, and yep. I just, ugh. And that's another, uh, I think, King that brought something different that we haven't seen. We've Agreed. seen Kings, you know. We've seen, uh, you know the masculine but to add a whole character to it like that that's fully realized and that you Mm -hmm. like literally are that character like there's no breaking in that like at all it's it's just perfection i think see and i like i will say i think that they did bring a lot of different and new types of drag to season five that's a good takeaway from it i think the looks just kind of missed the mark but i think 
like you we touched on earlier the audition tapes you see a lot of stuff where it's very promising you know what i mean and i think there's a lot of stuff we've seen before but a lot of i think the looks were unique right like just Mm -hmm. very different and they may have missed the mark but i will give it that like there's a lot of stuff that i haven't seen before that i'm excited that was presented like jarvis (laughs) so so let me present this question then um which challenge disappointed you the most as far as the looks go the finale we'll we'll get into that in just a moment and Um, i think even though they pulled it together in the end the monsters of rock was very underwhelming this season for me there Mm. were some really good looks but as a whole wasn't it for me dude i think i was just bummed out every fucking episode yeah like i can't think of a time where i was like well that was worse and yeah Planet Pleasure X was. I was going to say that, that was, honestly was yeah. such a fucking missed opportunity, and yeah. it pissed me off. Like, what an amazing fucking category! Right. And you literally yeah. just went, mm, "Fuck it, I don't care," and like just didn't. You no, no, nobody. The terror in the mm-hmm. woods too. That challenge was super disappointing. They were all pretty meh. I think yeah. we should just scrub it from history and just be like, "Yeah, Neo. We watched Neo all season. Yeah, we watched." <laughs> That's the Neo show. Yeah. Mine was the uh, the kaiju episode. I Whenever they announced that, I was just like, oh, my God, please don't fuck this up. Yep. And and they did. Of course they did. I mean, there were a couple that came close, but, like, it just, it just wasn't, uh, you know, thinking, like, oh, you know, like, Astrid would have destroyed this challenge. You know, Hoso would have destroyed this challenge. Oh, my yeah. God. Could you imagine? I like, still Hoso is Hoso that from the hair challenge in season four was more kaiju than most. Yes, of <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. It's like you know these challenges were were presented, and then seeing you know what they gave us, you know, left me like the Planet Pleasure X. I'm like, God, where the fuck is James Majesty when you need her? Oh like my she God. would have sexed that up so yep. much, and it would have been perfection. It would have been beautiful. You know, like, and, and some of these other challenges, you know, made me miss other people from other seasons. It's like, yeah. oh, you know what? Like, Priscilla would have just fucking killed that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Vander would have eaten that up. You know, like, all of these people who would have really thrived in that environment on that challenge, you know, where these contestants just, just couldn't pull it out. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the finale. Which one? Finale. Uh, let, let's well i mean we can you it mean us just long. all waiting for neo to win yeah that was <laughs> it i think I, the part that i was most disappointed with uh was the filth i look yeah. forward to the filth yeah. every year uh, yeah um and it was just so under i i didn't see any mm. real filth at all in and the, the in the filth all in the drain thing made me cringe the what yeah. Rob dressing up like a hairball and a oh drink. Fucking god! Yeah, no, that didn't. Yeah. Give, that didn't give filth. That just gave. I'm sure this is what your bathroom looks like. Right. And that's it. Like I didn't. I didn't get it. Like, why are you sexy showering yourself? This isn't. I don't know. It just. It missed. Horror so. wasn't horrific enough. I will say this though. I think that Blackberry's horror was fun. 
That was the fun. I don't love the idea of using rhinestones for blood. Yeah. yeah because, I like, I, I got it. If it was, like, a more glammed up horror mm-hmm. that they were looking for, cool. But, like, I don't know. Like, I thought it, it was very, like, it was well done. But I could have done without the rhinestones. And just give me gore. Give me blood. Give me disgusting. Show me something great from you. Like touched on in the in their podcast about that look too yeah like it was beautiful it was a beautiful look Mm -hmm. but it was not horror like it was more like i don't know glam yeah it was very glam yeah Yeah. i think glamour look right easily i think that would have been a more appropriate glamour look for blackberry than her actual glamour look her her glamour look was a cop-out yeah something that so many people can do and do better it was it was very poorly executed in my opinion yeah jeez we're assholes I mean, not that I could do any better. Just saying. We're just are you kidding me? Throwing that out there. You're so goddamn talented, Mandy. Like I would have chose you over at least eight right. of those contestants. If I had time to make all the looks, man, full looks like that all the time, I a hundred percent would. But your girl's working two jobs, so <laughs> we're lucky when we get anything. Oh, though, yeah. you should do makeups based off of looks from the show. That would be so fucking cool. Oh, mm. that's actually Dolly makeup. <gasps> I would you need so Dolly. Stop. All right. All right. I might have to do this now. No, Jeez. you have to do this. Not a mic. Series. I'm going to do a series. Yeah. It needs you have to, to be some first and then do your Dolly. Okay. Though. Okay. 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 Yes. I have homework. You do. You guys are keeping me busy. Yes. <laughs> wow. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. This is so for the listeners at home, this has been a long time in the making. Like, I want to say we, Mandy approached us about this idea um, last spring. Yeah. Summer. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. It would have been the spring because what really, like, lit a fire under my ass about it was I was thinking about something like this and then when me and Kate or me and Oscara went to see uh <laughs> well I don't know what we're doing here but when we went to see uh Dragula Titans on tour we talked about like oh we should do a podcast um and then I was kind of thinking about it after and I was like then we started the uh the Facebook page, we were going to start like a girls group. And I'm like, we should just do a girls group podcast. <laughs> and then I'm like, we all like kind of knew each other or had met, you know, at conventions and everything. And I knew it would just be perfect. So that's how it came to be. But it would have had to be like in the spring because it would have been like right after. So spring or summer. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, is funny because you guys met there ashes like i introduced you both there and i was like i can't believe you don't know each other and i feel like that was just like i don't know it was the spark man (laughs) it was it was fate it was was fate. like it was it was fate for sure 
So yeah, it has been a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Now, rolling and ghouling. (laughs) But we did it. So we finally got our first episode done. It is out there in the ether. I hope you all enjoyed listening to us so much. We are the Living Dead Ghouls podcast. Uh, Our next episode will be dropping in two weeks. Yes, in case you couldn't figure out, we're bi weekly. and uh <laughs> yeah you like that i love that it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> so until then ghoul friends i don't know i feel like we need uh, insert tagline here we'll come up with something cool yeah yeah for now i'm just gonna say <laughs> bye bitches <laughs> uh, creep it real i don't know that's really lame <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Insert tagline. Give us suggestions, please. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and and while we still have your ears, we are thinking of starting a segment, if you are interested, called Ask a Ghoul Friend. So if you are looking for some advice, whether it be horror-related or life-related, romance or whatever, uh, feel free to email us at living dead ghouls podcast at gmail.com with the subject title ask a ghoul friend and ask away we'll read your question live on air and we'll give you our opinions which god knows we got a lot of them so uh (laughs) get ready it'll be a good time so bitch Reading is fundamental. (laughs) Okay, kids, until next time, be good. Or don't. Do something that'll, like, shame your family. Do that.